Welcome back to another episode of the Christchurch Real Estate Podcast. And today we're going to look at the formula 101031. What does it mean? Let's find out. So you may have heard of this 101031 formula. I've I've done a couple of posts on it in the past and it's something that a number of people have talked about. So what this means is this is in relation to how many properties you look at to how many properties you end up buying. The the numbers are 100. So this is you look at 100 properties. The next one's 10. You put offers in on 10. Hopefully you get three of those accepted and then you end up buying one. So 100, 10, 3, 1. So what, what does this mean? What does it have to do with anything? Uh, so let's dive in and have a chat about it. So this is something I first uh, heard from a guy called Dolph DeRoos. Some of you might know him. Uh, he's a, I think he's part Kiwi, but he's he's written a few books and used to do seminars on, on property. He came out and spoke in New Zealand quite a bit, so I uh, heard this from him first. I don't know if he was the person who developed this formula or made it up, but he's who I, he is who I heard this through. So let's look at this in a little bit more detail. How does this work and does, is it really relevant in today's um, environment? So I, I think it is. I, so people I talk to generally fall into one of two camps. First of all, they buy the first house they look at. So they've got no comparisons to is it a good deal? What are they getting for their money? Is there anything else better or worse on the market? And the other camp is they all they do is look at property. They never take the next step to put in an offer or take it to the, you know, right through to, to the purchase. So both of these can be a little bit dangerous. So something like this is, formula is a really good sort of guide. So the 100 properties starts at the top. So let's start at the top, 100 properties. Does this mean you have to go and physically look at 100 properties? No. Back when I started investing, you generally didn't have all the information on the internet, which you do now. So a lot of your initial investigations can be um, online. Like I look at every property that comes up for sale here in Christchurch, and from that I will chuck into my watch list uh, the ones that I'm interested in, and then from there we'll start doing some investigations. From the properties on my watch list, I'll start doing investigations online. I've done a podcast about this a couple of weeks ago. I'll make a link below. Some of the different websites around that you can use to get information on properties. I'll definitely go and have a look physically at the property. Um, this is definitely on my short list from ones that I'm interested in. So from the 100 properties that I look at, I find 10 that are of interest and I want to take it further. I don't do a whole lot of due diligence on them at this stage. I've got a basic understanding of what they could be. Are they a flip? Are they a long-term purchase? Are they something we could develop in the future? And I'll put offers in on all 10. So I don't muck around getting too clever on the offers. I will generally write up my own offers and hand them to the agent. Just saves a lot of time. I can do this online. Just email it out. I'll generally um, cross out all the conditions on the front page of the sale and purchase agreement. I will probably do another podcast about 
what I actually, how I fill in a sale and purchase agreement. And I've got a couple of lawyers lined up to talk to in the future as well. But for now, um, if you've seen a sale and purchase agreement, you'll know the front page is where the bulk of the information is. Your details, the vendor's details, the property details, how much you want to pay, deposit, uh, annual conditions, or some basic conditions in the front. So I'll generally cross all these out as no's to make it look really clean, and I'll put in one condition. Uh, generally, it's just a real basic due diligence uh, condition. So I've had my lawyer write one up for me. I'll actually put it in the in the notes below. It's 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 really good. So basically, this is my get out of jail free condition. Um, when the market was running really hot, agents didn't like this, vendors didn't like this, because it basically gives the purchaser uh, a, a clause that they can get out of the sale and purchase agreement for anything. Um, for a purchaser like me, it's really good because I'm putting offers in on 10 properties and I don't want to buy all 10. So I'm now working out which ones uh, are going to be good. So I'm just going to read it out really quickly. It'll be in the show notes below. Um, so the due diligence clause, this agreement is conditional upon the purchaser, which is me in this case, being satisfied with the result of a due diligence investigation of the property and the purchaser's intended development of it within 15 working days. You can put less days. I just leave it as standard 15 of the date of this agreement. If the purchaser is dissatisfied with any aspect of this investigation, the purchaser may, at the purchaser's absolute discretion, by notice and writing, terminate this agreement, and in such case, any deposit paid must be immediately be refunded in full. This clause is inserted for the sole benefit of the purchaser, and the purchaser is under no obligation whatsoever to supply any reason for the purchaser's dissatisfaction say that fast, dissatisfaction with any aspect of the investigation. The vendor undertakes and agrees to A, allow the purchaser together with consultants employed by the purchaser full access to the property for the purpose of the due diligence investigations and B, provide to the purchaser any information held relating to the property relevant to the due diligence investigation. So that's what I put in on every contract that I that I do. Well, most contracts that I do. Uh, so this essentially just gives me free reign to uh, decide, am I happy with it? And I don't have to give a, a, a full reason for it. So you've got your 10 offers in. I'd expecting to have three accepted. If you get all 10 accepted, you're clearly offering too much. If you get none accepted, uh, you probably want to be looking at the, the numbers you're putting in there. One or two, that's probably okay, but, but you want to be aiming for that three. So then that gives you options about which ones you uh, then do further due diligence on. So overview, you've looked at 100, you've put offers in on 10, you've had three accepted, so now this is when I do the due diligence. You can't do due diligence on 100 properties, but you can do it on three. So I've got 15 working days or longer, um, if, if that's an option, to do my due diligence. So I'm looking at renovation costs. I'm looking at, is the land subdividable? I'm looking at all aspects of the house, what we could possibly do with the house in the future. 
And in some circumstances, I'm actually trying to on-sell this deal or this property um, while I'm doing the due diligence. So if I'm trying to flip it, I'm now looking at my database going, who would this uh, deal be good for? I may be looking to renovate, then on-sell. I might be looking to on-sell the contract or put together a deal for someone where I do the renovation. There's a whole lot of different things in, in this due diligence that I'm looking at. And then theoretically, at the end of all this, you'll have one property that you will confirm on and you'll you'll go for it. So whatever your outcome is, whatever you're wanting in this deal, um, that's, that's the outcome. So there's a few assumptions I've made here. Um, I'm assuming that you've been to the bank or your mortgage advisor to see how much you can borrow. So you know the offers that you're putting in, you'll be able to afford a loan for that. Uh, you've got a deposit in cash or you've got available equity that you can use for this. So that relates to that first one. So you've got the funds to settle the property. And you've also figured out your why. Why are you buying it? What's the reason for it? This is, this is I think, what a lot of people don't spend enough time on. So why are you buying it? Are you wanting to increase your overall equity? Are you wanting to increase your cash flow? Is it a flip? Is it a subdivision? Is it a long-term buy and hold? What do you buy? Why are you buying it? And does this fit within your your why? So that's that's a really quick overview of the hundred ten three one um, formula. It's something that I, I have used quite a bit over the years, and it's something that you can sort of you don't have to stick exactly to those numbers. But I'd encourage you. Don't buy the first place you look at. And if you're looking at lots of places, put offers in. Just get out there. Make sure you've put in conditional contracts that you can get out of. Uh, feel free to use this due diligence con uh, clause. Otherwise, talk to your own lawyer and get them to draw something up. There's some other clauses you can put in um, that allows you to get out of these contracts if need be. So part of that is doing your numbers. Um, when I'm doing these properties, I when I'm when I'm looking at these properties, I'm also doing my equity numbers and my cash flow numbers. Did a podcast last week on doing your numbers. Again, I'll link that one down below as well. So, yeah, I'd 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 encourage you get out there, have a look, um, put offers in. If you're looking to buy, just practice, practice negotiating with agents, practice. Um, put in offers and practice doing your due diligence. It's it's like a skill you'll get better over time. Uh, it can seem quite daunting at the start, but it's actually a lot of fun and you'll love it. So we're going to finish that one there. Like always, uh, we would really appreciate a review or a comment or, hey, share it with your friend. If you know people who are getting into real estate, they want to start buying properties, uh, this one is applicable to people right throughout New Zealand. This is clearly called Christchurch Real Estate Podcast, but a lot of the things we talk about are generic property things that can be done in Auckland, Wellington, Dunedin, wherever you are in New Zealand. So get out there, put some offers in, and let me know. Let me know how it goes. Uh, I'd love to get your feedback. Uh, you can find more information on our website, nathanbroughton.com, and all my, all my links are on there. We'll see you later. Bye.